All right, welcome Mackenzie Gaines to the podcast. Uh, big news uh, this week out of Germany. Mackenzie Gaines, a native Austinite, played at Lone Star Soccer Club, just signed with Hanover 96, uh, one of the big clubs in Germany. They'll, they'll be in the second division. Uh, Mackenzie uh, signed with their U23 team, but uh, you know, with the possibility of moving up. And and sounds like there was some other interest. So Mackenzie, welcome to Austin Soccer Pod, and uh, you know, congratulations on, on the big move. I know there's a lot of people in Austin really excited for you. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Yeah. So. Tell me what, uh, you know, what this period's been like. You, uh, you really hit your stride at a time when uh, it's been difficult to, to kind of put life in perspective and, uh, you know, difficult for a lot of leagues coming back. But, you know, being over there in Germany and, um, you know, one of the first countries to start up uh, after, you know, big break from coronavirus, um, what's, the, what's the last few months, months been like for you? Uh. The last few months have been filled with a lot of emotion, I'd say. Um, definitely some ups and some downs. Um, and, I mean, yeah, like you said, we took a break for Corona. And um, it was kind of difficult during that time, obviously, because, I mean, I was two months just by myself, kind of in my apartment alone. I wasn't able to come back home or anything. But uh, during that time, I was able to work hard and um, – eventually I saw that hard work pay off towards the end of the season. So that was really nice to see. Yeah. So for people not familiar, Mackenzie, you, you, uh, you've been over in Germany for a while, right? Since you were, you were 18 and, and you, you just turned 22 in March. Is that right? Right. It's been about four years now. Yeah. So you started out at uh, Wolfsburg. Uh, then, you know, we're at, at uh, Darmstadt, um, a third division club called SV, SSV Zwickau. And then uh, I'm going to butcher this one, but the club you've been at recently is then uh, what's Sanahoff Grossespach. Is that, is that close? Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. How do the locals say it? Uh, Sanahoff Grossespach. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So what's that, you know, tell, tell us a little bit about that club and, and uh, you've been there since what, last summer? Right. I was there for about a year. So um, it's a different club. Uh, it's a bit of a smaller, a smaller team that pride themselves on being kind of a smaller team, kind of battling with the big boys because financially they don't have as much money. But, I mean, um, they're a team that um, they invest a lot into their players, maybe not financially, but they back them just with the way that they train and the way that um, they give their players trust. So there have been players that have gone there who have um, played for Gross Osbach for one, two seasons and have jumped up to the second division. So, I mean, uh, it's a great club for development, I'd say. Yeah, what is it about that club that makes it good for development? What works well for you being there for a year and then coming out of it like you have? Um, honestly, it was just a, kind of a quiet setting, you know. They don't get the most fans at games, but um, and they also don't get the most media coverage, but it's kind of a, a quiet place to go and just kind of to focus on yourself for a bit, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think – I think there's this perception a lot of times from Americans that, um, right, there's all these kids going over to Germany and they're having so, so much success. You see the stories like Christian Pulisic and, um, you know, Tyler Adams and uh, most recently with Gio Reyna, who's now, now got some, some Austin connections with, with Claudio being um, at Austin FC. But, 
you've been in one, you've been one of these guys that's had to kind of grind it, um, you know, the last four years and, and, um, you know, been in some situations where, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you at Darmstadt, um, right, either right before or right after they got relegated and things were kind mm-hmm. of difficult for a moment there. And then you've had some injuries maybe here and there as well. Um, you know, the kind of the perception I think sometimes among Americans is that you either go and you make it or you, you go and you come back and you've kind of grinded it out here for a while and it looks like things are on the way back up. But, uh, you know, what's that been like from, from your perspective of being one of these Americans that has gone over to Germany and, um, you know, trying to make it professionally going, going the European route? Yeah, so I mean, um, obviously there have been some highs and some lows in the past four years, but um, what my parents have pointed out and what I think is very important to understand is that everybody's path is different, you know. Um, we spoke about a few American players who have come, come over here and who have um, been fortunate enough to, to have instant success, you know. Obviously, um, I haven't been one of those, but I have some specific goals and I've worked each day to to get closer to those goals. So. Um, regardless of whether um, I reach those goals in, I don't know, um, the next year or in the next couple of years, I'm going to keep working towards them. And hopefully I can reach them. Yeah. Who are some of those people that are in your corner? Who, who do you talk to that, that kind of, um, you know, to help keep your, your spirits up or, or, you know, let you know what's, what's reality and, and, you know, how you kind of keep things in perspective, uh, you know, during some of those highs and lows? Oh, my parents, first and foremost. I mean, without my parents, uh, yeah. I don't know how things would look right now, but I mean, they've always stood behind me and they've always been positive and they've always pushed me to be my best. So um, my parents first and foremost, but I mean, I have really good friends, very fortunate to still be in contact with a lot of the people that I grew up with in Austin. So just kind of having their backing and their support also means a lot to me. But I mean, there are also other names like Lee Stukesbury has always been there for me. So, I mean, there are tons of people who've been in my corner. Yeah, Lee's a big name around town. He, I just learned he was, uh, what, a, a 73 with the Austin Capitals, I think somewhere in there, maybe 74. Uh, got to know a lot of those guys from the 70s that came up with Wolfgang uh, Sunholz. And, um, you know, that Germany connection is strong uh, when it comes to Austin, Austin guys going over to over there to, to, to try and make it. I don't know if people realize some of the names, uh, you know, Ben Crawley, um, is one and uh, Chris Veselka and then you know kind of going all the way through through history but you're kind of in that that long line and um, you know what's it been like for you coming up through Austin you mentioned paths but can you kind of describe a little bit of your your path growing up here um, some of the teams you played for when you were real young and then coming up through Lone Star um, you know what was it like to grow up at the time you did as as a you know, soccer player, aspiring pro in, in a city without an MLS team? Um, I'd say that I had a good experience because it's led me to where I am today. But, I mean, it certainly wasn't easy. Um, there were times where sometimes my team was one of the worst in the division, you know, which wasn't easy. But, uh, I mean, everything that I experienced has led me to where I am today. So, um, I'm thankful for every experience that uh, I've gone through. But, um, no, I'd say that, um, so as far as teams that I've played for, I grew up playing with Lone Star's youth. Um, I played with them pretty much from the time that I was about 
nine or ten until um, eighteen, until I decided to to come over to Germany and play with Wolfsburg. So, um, uh, yeah, I was with them for the most part. Um, they did their best to develop me, and I think they did um, a pretty good job on their end. But uh, I've also had personal trainers involved as well, such as David Din. I don't know if you know the name, but um, he's yeah. head of of Forza. Yeah. Um, an amazing trainer, probably the best trainer I've ever had in my life. So I definitely owe a lot of my skill, a lot of my success to him as well. Yeah, I think I heard about him, uh, David Din, um, and, and Forza through first through um, Shade Ademalekin, um, and then your brother talks, uh, your brother Julian, who I should mention, he, you know, he's played for the Bold uh, Austin Bold in USL Championship, and he's over with the FC Barcelona Academy. Uh, in Arizona or, or has been, I know the, the virus has made things a little weird on that front, but uh, yeah, definitely, you know, there's some, some good players coming out of Austin and David's definitely had it, had a hand in, in some of that, that work. Uh, yeah. Do you want to kind of uh, tell me a little bit about what he does that's so special and, and, you know, why players like you and Shade and your brother, um, you know, put so much trust and faith in, in him and, and spend so much time working out when you're in town? Sure. I mean, First and foremost, he's a fantastic trainer, but he's also a fantastic person as well. And he also invests a lot emotionally into his players. But what really sets him apart from everybody else is just his attention to detail, you know. Like I remember walking into there being 13, 13 years old thinking that I knew uh, the fundamentals of the game pretty well. But, I mean, I stepped in there and it, he kind of rocked my world the, the first couple months there. So. I mean, literally, I mean, he pays attention to every single detail of every single technique, whether it be dribbling or volleys or, or anything. And um, he really, really pushes his players to master those techniques. And um, he pushes you to be fearless whenever you play. He pushes you to be creative. And uh, not every coach does that in America right now, I feel like. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. And, like, one of the things about you that I just saw Lee sent me over some, some numbers, you, uh, you kind of blew some people away at, uh, explain to me where these speed numbers came from. What, what uh, workouts were you doing that, that uh, they clocked your, your speed? And uh, I saw that uh, maybe Alfonso, Alfonso Davies might, might have you by a hair, but uh, in a game, in a game uh, you know, you're faster than just about everybody that's ever played in in the Bundesliga that's been measured that way. So that's pretty impressive. And, and where did that come from? Um, those numbers? Yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Uh, so every game we actually play with a GPS monitor under our shirts. We wear like a vest and then a GPS monitor behind us. So um, it clocks our top speeds, how many sprints that we make, uh, how much we've run in a game. So, yeah, we can see all that after we play. Do you remember the exact moment, what run you were making when you might have might have reached that uh, that top speed? I remember. I actually watched it over again uh, after the game. Oh yeah, what was? Uh, did you get the ball on that on that run, or were you just running? Up? Yeah, um, I was playing left mid at the time. The left back played a ball over my head, kind of towards the corner flag. And whenever he played, I was like, "Oh, that looks too long," but. I'm going to run after it anyways. And then like five yards in, I was just like, oh, I could get that. So I kind of turned it on and I got there. So that was that. Yeah. So you've always been a speedy player, I take it. Um, but that, 
Um, just can you kind of fill people in on what kind of player you are? You you made some waves. I think the U seventeen national team, or one of those age groups, you you, you came through and were at the uh, Nike friendlies, right? And um, uh, under seventeen. Yeah, yeah, but can you kind of fill people on in that maybe aren't aware um, what what kind of player you are and what, what kind of strengths uh, you have on the field? And maybe how that's changed over the last five years since maybe people have really been paying attention. Sure. Um, I am a an outside midfielder for the people who aren't familiar with me. Um, uh, I'd probably say that my strengths are my speed, my dribbling, um, my movement off the ball, which has definitely developed a lot, especially in the last couple of years, especially. Um, yeah, and like I said, uh, just kind of going back to my Forza days, I try to be creative. I try to play fearless. And, yeah, those are some of the things that I do well and some of the things that I look to do whenever I play on the pitch. Absolutely. And I saw, uh, like you said, you scored three goals and I think had one assist in this 10-game uh, gra- stretch since since the beginning of June. Um, what was kind of clicking? And to get that, that many games, I saw you played in – like like I said, you played in 10 matches. I think that, that was maybe all 10 matches in that span that your club played uh, in like 31 days or something. That's, that's quite the stretch. And, and how did you, how did you kind of manage that and keep your form up uh, to, to keep performing through that, through that stretch? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was kind of tiring just playing so many matches in such a short amount of time. But the thing that kept me motivated was just, um, I was just so happy to be back playing, you know, over Corona kind of put things in perspective, just how much I, I love soccer and I love playing. So whenever I got back, I mean, every second that I spent on the pitch, uh, I was just so happy to be there. So that's definitely what kept me going. Yeah, that's awesome. And correct me if I'm wrong, but your club um, had some struggles this this year, right? Did you guys end up, uh, they ended up going, going down and, and obviously you were able to make the move, but um, what's that like as a player when you, you know that you've got a chance to, to do some special things, but maybe, you know, your club isn't, isn't in the best moment and, and how you kind of came out of this break and, and made the most of a 10 game stretch when your club maybe didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, like you said, it was a very unfortunate situation with uh, the club going down at the end of the season, but, I think that all any player can look to do is just try to play toward to the best of his abilities, you know. And if every player is playing to the best of his abilities, then that's going to help the team. So that's all that I look to do. I just try to play every game as best as I could, and I was lucky to, to see some results at the end of that. When did the interest start coming in? Um, you know, what, how much were you aware of or made aware of? And, and you know, what kind of leagues or, or teams were, were kind of asking about you in the last – last couple months? Sure. Um, there was a bit of MLS interest, and then there was um, some interest on the German side as well. But I'd say that things happened very, very quickly towards the end of the season, uh, towards the last couple of games, but mostly um, the week right after the season ended. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned that MLS interest. Uh, I think there's some folks in town that would really like to see a local player um, soon, sooner rather than later, uh, put on the, the Bright Verde and rep Austin FC whenever that day comes. Is that kind of motivating you a little bit to know that there's a team back home that uh, if, you can, if you can keep grinding and, and 
have that interest from 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 the league itself that I know you're the kind of player with your speed and like you said your technical ability I feel like you're a player that that uh, that fits well with it you know Josh Wolf uh he, he likes those wingers so yeah, I mean how cool would that be playing for the city that you grew up in you know yeah yeah how much do you think about that I mean is that something that's on your mind uh here and there yeah I mean one day, if the, if the offer is presented to me and it's the right move, then I would love to eventually play for Austin FC. I think that'd be really, really cool. I know that my parents would definitely love it. So it would be really cool to, to play in front of them again. Yeah. And what would you say to – so, like, Austin FC is obviously really invested here locally in the youth game. Uh, already got three teams up and running. They just announced their rosters. Um, and those kids have an opportunity, right, to – that didn't exist when, when you were here of having an MLS Academy and a direct pathway to professional soccer. What's your advice to kids, um, you know, whether they're in that Academy or not that have a professional soccer dream and um, you know, what would you say to them since they have maybe a better, you know, better pathway than, than you even did of, of how, how you make that a rea- reality? Sure. I mean, I just tell everybody who aspires to play for professionally just to, to work as hard as you can, um, to work harder than every person that you're competing against, but to, to never lose sight of your love for soccer. So I think that if you can combine all those things that you'll eventually be successful. Yeah. And what do you see your, uh, your next couple of months looking like at, at Hanover? You guys are looking for an August restart, right? Like you're going right out of one season, right into the next. When does preseason start? And and what, what, what have you been told about where you'll kind of start as far as training goes, um, where it's the U23s or the, the, uh, the first team, or how much are those two together during preseason? Mm-hmm. So um, we actually finished in Gross Ausbach. We played our last match on the 4th of July. So I had about a week's break. And then um, today I actually jumped back into it with the Hanover second team. So um, we're going to be training – um, up until the beginning of August, we'll take another little break and then uh, we'll finish up preseason before um, our first game of the season. When you say second team, is that is that the U23s or do they have a, a reserve new team? Okay, okay. Yeah, and um, you'll be one of the older guys now in, the, in that group, huh? Yeah, yeah. Being from Going from one of the, the youngest at Gross Ausbox to, yeah, I mean, one of the, the older guys from the team, I guess you could say. 22 yeah you've probably been one of the young guys the last few years huh? since since Darmstadt oh yeah. yeah 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 last yeah. four years how do you think you kind of who were some of those players that kind of took you under their wing and, and how you how can you kind of um do you feel like you're kind of in a position to, to lead a little bit more how's, how's your how's your German and, and like are you do you feel more at home now yeah definitely um, over the past four years, I've been able to build relationships with a ton of other players. So uh, Terrence Ford especially is kind of taking me under his wing. Um, he's given me a lot of advice, not just about soccer, but off the field as well. And, I mean, we played together, um, what's it been now, about three years ago. But, I mean, we're still in contact with, with each other. So it just kind of shows the strength, the relationship that we've built. But, yeah, um, my German's gotten a lot better. Um, I'd say I don't even think about speaking to other people on the field. It just comes so naturally now, so that's really nice to see. And, yeah, I mean, being a leader is 
probably not one of the things that comes most naturally to me whenever I play soccer, but I think there's something that I'm, I'm working at and I'm getting better at. Yeah. I imagine though that you'd like to try and make your way into that first team training as fast as possible though. Huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then with U.S. soccer, have they been in touch at all about the, the Olympics? You, can you kind of fit right into that age group? And uh, I know you maybe haven't been in the mix for a few years, but weren't you in a, a camp not too, not too long ago? Am I, am I getting you mixed up there with? Um, it's been a, a few years since I've been in a camp. I was in one under-19 camp with um, Brad Friedel. That was my okay. last camp with the national team. And um, as much as contact with the national team in the last few months, I, I haven't had much, but uh, I'd love to be involved uh, in some way. Yeah. Soon, if that's if that's possible. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that uh, you keep scoring goals. Uh, somebody will have to take notice. But uh, yeah, and anything else? Uh, you know, where can people kind of kind of find your matches, or you know, what should people be be looking out for, for the, the next few months for, from McKinsey Gaines and uh, the Gaines family? I mean, you and Julian um, have really kind of been making a name here here locally. Um, and I imagine, you know, what's that like, like to to know that, that you're kind of paving a path and that your brother's kind of following along it, but also making his his own way? It's awesome to see. Um, I see that he looks up to me. So, I mean, it's awesome to see um, not only him following me, but him making his, his own path entirely and making his own decisions and finding his own identity as a player. So. It's been really rewarding just to see his development, the path that he's paving for himself, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So Mackenzie Gaines, he'll, you can watch him with, with Hanover 96 this year, uh, starting with U23s, but hopefully uh, moving up to the first team soon. And who knows, maybe MLS one day, maybe we'll see you in Bright Verde. Mackenzie, thanks so much for hopping on Austin Soccer Pod, and, and congrats again on the move. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Like the cars in the